0: Revolution Laundry, the self-service 18kg Revolution Laundry machine can wash and dry your bedding, curtains, outdoor furniture, throws, car covers or mats for as little as €10. We are located all across Ireland in mainly large supermarkets and forecourts. Find your nearest Revolution Laundry machine on our website www.revolutionlaundry.ie don't miss out on our Facebook giveaway to win a week worth of free washing. Revolution Laundry is partnered with Tesco, Circle K, Super Value, Apple Green, and independent sites. Our machines are for domestic use only.
1: The Business Hour podcast is kindly
2: sponsored by photo-me.ie. Hi, Jim McCausland here, presenter of The Business Hour Show on Ross FM. Just dropping by to let you know The Business Hour Show airs every Thursday from 5pm to 6pm on Ross FM 94.6. To listen in, visit rossfm.ie forward slash live or download my weekly podcast from anchor.fm forward slash The Business Hour Show. Text your questions and comments to 08 083 or info at rossfm.ie. The Business Hour Show, supporting local and international business through local radio. Hello and welcome to a business show on Ross FM with me, Jim McCausland. Today, I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Louise Fitzpatrick, manager of the Lockheed Forest and Activity Park in Boyle County, Ross Common. Welcome to the show, Louise. Thank you. Louise, before we start talking about Lockheed Forest and Adventure Park, can you tell me a little bit about yourself?
0: Uh, yeah, I said, well, originally I'm not actually from Roscommon. I'm actually a Lilywhite Kildare native um, from it's a lovely town in Kilcullen, um, County Kildare. So um, as much as I love where I live now in Roscommon, um, I have to say Kildare itself and the Curve Kildare and Kilcullen, where I actually grew up, is a beautiful part of the country as well. Um, so that's where I went to school and... Um, um as I said worked um worked in the area for a while too before I took off uh, took off on my travels. Um I started out in hotel management is actually what I did. Um like most people when they're in school not too sure where they want to go doing the leave in search um and I ended up in Galway um studying in Galway and went into hotel management um after that which took me um all around the country and across to the UK um to work as well, the UK and Wales. Um, and I was involved in two hotel openings, actually, through that phase of my life. Um, and then it was around 2000 and, know, 2005, 2006 that I kind of wanted to, a little change. And that's what brought me to County Roscommon and lucky Yeah. And what attracted
2: you to the role?
0: Um, I think what attracted me to the role, really, it's, it's a funny story. I, I, I always remember back about two years before I saw the job advertised, I was actually here in in Lochin, i'd never been to the park before and obviously some development had started around it then and i remember sitting out of the lakefront thinking god wow this is such a stunningly beautiful park and I, I, I to be honest wasn't that familiar with it and uh, and I remember thinking god the potential to this place like it's just amazing and um, lo and behold I it wasn't even on my radar I hadn't even looked for another job at that time and two years later here I was um, and I think what attracted me to it really was that it was a new proposition um, I'd worked in hotels for a long time at that point and whilst this was still in that hospitality trade it was more on the tourism um the tourism side as opposed to hotel management mm. um so i kind of liked the challenge of that the fact that it was a new development and the potential you know i could see before i knew anything about it was huge and the idea of it growing and diversity and expansion was something that really drew me in at that time mm. so that's in 2007 that's where i made the change and moved yeah. to roscommon
2: you must have a real flair and passion for tourism because you're involved uh, you worked in hotels before you're involved in one of the most successful attractions in county roscommon for tourism and i know that you're on the roscommon tourism network as well yes uh, can you tell me a wee bit about the roscommon tourism network
0: uh, the network uh, was set up, um, gosh, I, I nearly lost a year there with COVID. It's probably about five years, four to five years um, with the Roth Common network as it is now. Um, and for a long time there, there was actually no designated tourism officer kind of within Roscommon or Roscommon County Council. So we were delighted with that development because um, we had all, I suppose, somewhat to a degree, a lot of the tourism operators had operated somewhat separately, but together within their own little networks. So whilst there had been work done within Roscommon as a tourism entity, it was great to see it being pulled together. Uh, by the emergence of a tourism officer, excuse me, mm-hmm. who then formulated the network, and it's just a great place for us all to meet up, um, talk about the issues I suppose we all have, and to to sing from as common as one uh, strong um, tourism offering as opposed to us all individually trying to trying to pull it together. But we're just a much much stronger offering for the county when we're when we're all working at the same goal and the same. Um, the same end result of bringing tourism to the county so it's, it's a great great facility and we're looking forward to actually physically meeting up soon again
2: <laughs> It's great when you see uh, different businesses and tourist attractions coming together and networking yeah. in order to develop the whole concept of tourism Absolutely. in the area a lot more Yeah,
0: It's very important um, and again as I said and sometimes you can feel not that you know, you're, you're isolated to a degree in your own entity and you're you're working at that goal to increase visitor numbers, to make the place viable um, and improve all the time. But to have that as I do call it, it's like another layer, another umbrella over you which brings us all together. Um, and again, it's just so much, much, much stronger offering for the for the county when we can all promote each other. And it's not even about tourism attractions. It's about, you know, the local towns, the local shops, the, li- the local businesses that are all attractable um, to the, the visitor when they come here. It's not, it, it all works together. Um, so it's so important that there's little, you know, different organisations involved in those community groups as well. Uh, Louise.
2: Look, Key Forest Park itself and the attractions—is that all privately owned?
0: Um, it's it's a very interesting setup, Jim. And um, I said it's still quite unique in the country. That um, like years ago, it was an old historical estate, the Rockingham uh, Domain, is what it was, and um, it did fall into disrepair um many moons ago when there was the old Rockingham house burnt down in nineteen fifty seven um and the I suppose the, the lands fell into um the um it fell it fell it eventually came came to the hands of Queelche it was the Forestry Commission, sorry what is what I, the word I was trying to think of there, um and eventually taken over by Quilchet. So Roscommon County Council came on board with the view of actually trying to get tourism back into the county and had seen how successful Lockheed was back in the seventies. Um, And the 80s and 90s, as I said, the park did fall into disrepair. So there's two shareholders now of Roscommon County Council and Quiltia. They formed a company, Moiler Rockingham, Jack, which is the company that now operates Lockheed. So as such, we operate as a commercial private entity, um, but we have those two large uh, shareholders involved as well.
2: Yeah, Uh, Louise, Lockheed Forest Park, Uh, Before its expansion was a walking destination for many locals, but it's now a renowned adventure centre with multiple facilities. What were some of the initiatives undertaken to develop the park into what it is today?
0: Um, yeah, it was again, it was a, like in very interesting setup and the initial thoughts were, you know, to, to drive tourism to the um, to the county. But uh, the way we have developed it since was we were left with this beautiful natural landscape um, and it was always to, to to develop that within what we had, you know, to work with the environment and the landscape that we had rather than go against it. Um, Now, and again, it was very important with the the company, the way it was set up, that it it had to be viable. Um, And, you know, so it it had to work on a commercial basis and be viable, but also offer a service to the community. So tying all those things together was, uh, I suppose, a difficult um, package. But um, over the years, when we opened up in 2007, we had the visitor centre and three attractions and over the years now, we've obviously grown that, and there's multi facets um, to the to to the park now, where we've introduced other operators um, mm-hmm. to to set up facilities within the park as well. So that and they and we all operate under the umbrella of Lock Quay Forest and Activity Park.
2: Yeah, so it's one conducive brand as opposed absolutely, to a collection absolutely. of absolutely different things. Yeah, and, there's, and there there's there's would have been funding
0: then. at the time to to open. Um, um, it was it's where the original back in two thousand and seven it came through um, the NDP um, and it was it was administered by Falls Ireland so mm. and Roscommon County Council would have contributed um, to that as well so it was um, seven point nine million to to put the facilities in back in two thousand and seven. Um, and, you know, to build the, the visitor centre, Canopy Walk, all that infrastructure that, that was put in place at that time. But since then, as I do say, once the doors opened, you know, the, the funding was to build the infrastructure. After that, it, it, it operated con- uh, from then as as a commercial entity.
2: Yeah. Louise, um did Lucky Forest Park and Adventure Park receive any grants or financial support from the government or non-government organisations towards the development? I know you spoke about uh, Roscommon County Council and them being part owners, but was there any money from kind of the lotto or anything else?
0: No. Ag- again, it was no. It was the um, the initial funding through um, the European Fund at the time that uh, that fall to Ireland would have accessed, um, and we were, I suppose on the grounds of Quilce Forest Park. So it's like we're... um you know, there is a long, long-term lease there with Quirche. You know that we would operate the facilities here. Roscommon County Council would have put um, substantial funding in with Falls Ireland at the start, and, and that's how it's operated since. We've received no external funding yeah. um, from since we opened back in 2007 from any other sources. It's what we've generated ourselves um, yeah. from that time to build up revenues and create different revenue streams and think outside the box and you know yeah. really look at um, different ways of managing it to, to build it up to what it is today
2: well that's a ma- massive achievement in itself because you aren't reliant on any other sources of income yous are generating your own income yous are yeah. reinvesting yeah. it in the concept yous aren't letting it get tired or that there yous are reinvesting and doing different things so
0: completely th- yeah and, and and that's um and again it's something that ourselves and all the team here would be you know very proud of that we have somewhat saved you know saved the the estate and brought it back to um a purpose for today's age and what people want from it today but also completely remaining viable like we're not a drain on any resources or costing the company or any you know costing or the government or anybody you know we we pay all our our VAT and PAYE, PRSI, you know, we contribute back to the state again. Um so uh, whilst employing up to, you know, sixty five staff as well. So it's um it it has been a very, very interesting few years. Um and when we opened we would have opened up at the, in 2007, the time of the recession, you know, and we came out of that, thankfully, mm-hmm. and, and traded very well. And then obviously, thankfully, again, have come out of COVID-19 and, and we're looking very positively towards the towards the future. But we definitely would see ourselves as contributing um, as opposed to being a drain on, on any resources. Yeah. And um, and we would manage up to 120 hectares in the park. So, yeah, um, yeah so it, it's a great success um, story for the whole project mm-hmm. for Lockheed.
2: Louise, you, you touched on the initial funding, 7 million? Right? 7.9, yeah. 7.9 million. That's a great achievement at night. I know 7.9 million sounds like a lot, and it is a lot. Yeah. The, <laughs> but if you were to try and build that now, 7.9 million wouldn't get you too far today?
0: No, no, absolutely
2: not. So no. it, well, at the time, and it still does seem like a lot, a lot of money, uh, if you were to try and do that today, you wouldn't get anywhere near that?
0: No, no. And like you hear of even, you know, or you read about projects now or new, you know, maybe tourism developments mm-hmm. and you're like at a minimum, it could be 10 to 12 million, mm-hmm. you know, at a basic. And that's that's where we've gone. So I, I agree with you completely that it's, um, whilst it's massive money, and gosh, have we yeah. got anywhere near it now again, <laughs> 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 what we could do with it, you know, yeah. but, um, <laughs> you know, so like, but at the same time in the bigger, it's, it's it, the way it, it's it's not huge. And it's just—it's over the years how we've managed to to to, to keep it um, viable and how we've brought in other operators to grow to grow it and and develop it and and keep it viable. From then has been mm-hmm. has been the challenge. But again, it's something that we're delighted that we're still here and still going strong. <laughs> yeah,
3: and
2: Louise, this is an interesting one. If you use, uh, say there's. Um, a local business person or, or a local uh, activity centre or something, someone that does outdoor stuff uh, yeah. they're, and they're interested in uh, maybe getting a spot in Lock Key or that. Can they approach you and have a chat about that kind of thing?
0: Absolutely. As I said, we're always open to everything. As I do say, my thing is everything is on the table. Nothing is off it until it's off (laughs) it. We're an open book and I'm always delighted to talk to people about new ideas, new Mm. projects. You know, it goes from everything to when we started up the local park run here and how it could operate, you know, to triathlons and open swim events to um two operators and it was great to see this year we actually introduced two new operators into the park this year with kayaking and yeah. and stand-up paddling um you know and, and that was through conversation so i i'm absolutely we're completely open to that some of it w- we know will work and some might take a little bit longer to work mm-hmm. or sometimes it's just it's it's not something that it's not a road that we might be able to go down um at that time but everything everything is on the table jim (laughs)
2: brilliant that's great to hear louise you touched upon some of the different facilities you have but could you just explain the facilities to our listeners that you have on the site
0: um it's again it's a stunningly naturally beautiful park um and again, we play with the environment um we work with it um now, I always say there's something for all ages and interests, you know, and you can literally do as much as, as little as you want from like zip lining up through the trees and obstacle courses in the trees right down to underground in the underground servant tunnels that once belonged to Rockingham House. We have Ireland's only tree canopy walk which is 350 metres long. A beautiful stunning walk at any time of the year. My particular favourite is coming into this season when the trees start to change colour. We have um, indoor activity, Bode Borg, a fabulous activity for all age groups. No upper age limit on that one. Families, friends can, multi generational families can do together. We have an outdoor adventure play kingdom. We have rowing boats, boat tour. We, As I mentioned, we've introduced kayaking, stand-up paddling. You can, we can, you can do bike hire on the park, In the traditional bikes, electric bikes. There, we have eight kilometres of off-road cycling within the park. We've developed those trails over the years, which is, um, which is great and such a, a safe environment to take your bike out on. But also, last year, there's a new cycleway developed between Boyle, um, and Lockheed, and so it's a great connectivity between our, ourselves and right into the town of Boyle. Um, we have a caravan and campsite um, on site. We've developed a beautiful new terrace on the front of the visitor centre, uh, which opens up our cafe or our, our new addition of our food truck out to the front. Um, and then, you know, with lots of picnic benches out. If you just want to come in and bring in your own picnic with barbecue stations, um, set up, you can just come in and feed the ducks if you want, you know. So there's lots and lots and lots to do. There's no end to, and um, once you have any tiny bit of imagination, I said what you can do on your day out here.
2: Louise, uh, is the park open all year round? Are the facilities open all year
3: round?
0: uh yes i said the yeah quick answer to that is it is thankfully um and over the years we've really tried to develop um develop events around the the busy summer season um to to help us remain open all year round and um one of our bigger ones that we've um, worked on is the Halloween time and we've c- developed a new brand for that for ourselves which is Lock Spooky yeah. Fest and that you know runs for a nice 10 days over the Halloween break and it's a brilliant one for us to have and I We've kind of thought the park over the years nearly lends itself to, to Halloween more than nearly any other time of the year. So uh, it's a brilliant one to help us, um, as I said, extend it all out. And we, with our indoor activities, our Bodeborg, that all year round again, it's it's fully weather independent. Our Adventure Play Kingdom stays open, our Tree Canopy Walk, Lucky Experience, our cafe, um, open all year round and very busy in those in those winter months when people like to keep active and get out for their weekend walks. Yeah. Um, and then I suppose some other activities because of I suppose the winter period and wind and rain, like the rowing boats and the boat tours can't actually operate with rising water levels and yeah. wind levels up in the trees. So they're more seasonal. So they would kind of finish at at the Halloween break until February the following year again, when they would reopen. Um, But essentially all the other trails, walking trails, cycling trails and um, activities around the visitor centre do remain open. And and again, fully intent on remaining open here on again too. So... um, it's, it's been great to try and develop that um, out. Christmas is another busy time um, for us too. So it's nice to do something different at that time of the year rather than that busy summer season, you know. So yeah. it's nice to have those events to put on and, and think about something different every year too. So it's, they're, they're great for our staff as well to, to work on and get involved in. Brilliant.
2: Louise, you touched on Lock Spooky. Uh, yeah. How can listeners find out more about the activities of Lock Spooky?
0: Um, Lock Spooky you can find everything out about it it'll be on our Facebook page is is what we use quite regularly to update and it'll be on our website of course again Lockheed.ie and um, normally we're well ahead of ourselves at this time we'd have everything out and done but as we're all in the same boat with Covid um, the planning of it um, was put a little bit behind this year because of the unknown factor unfortunately last year we had to cancel Lock Spooky and it was the first time since we opened in 2007 that we had to do that so um, but this year we're, we're planning um, some lovely entertainment outside on our um, outside on at our Halloween scene that we're going to have all in place um, on the uh, right in front of the areas near the visitor centre. Again, using the natural landscape to enhance uh, what we're going to put in. Um, we're going to do a different type of trail through our tunnels to. Um, add a Halloween effect to the Lockheed experience. So that's something to watch out for. And definitely all the information that will be on our uh, Facebook page. We're going to do dance classes um, and just trying to really get the kids back outside and back into the open again and 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 out to the activities that they love doing. So uh, we're really, really looking forward to putting that together now for this year.
2: That's great. Okay, each week on our show, I ask our guest to pick three tracks of music for us to listen to. What's your first track for us, Louise?
0: First one is from one of my favourite films, which is called The Big Lebowski, um, starring Jeff Bridges, and it's a song called Just Dropped In to see what condition my condition is in.
3: Brilliant.
2: That's coming up next.
1: Get up! Yeah, oh yeah, what condition My condition was here. I woke up this morning With the sundae Shining in I found my mind In a brown paper bag Then I tripped on a cloud And fell eight miles high I tore my mind On a jagged sky, I just dropped in To see what condition my condition was in Yeah, yeah, oh yeah What condition my condition was in I pushed my soul in a deep dark hole And then I followed it in myself crawling out as I was a-crawling in I got up so tight I couldn't unwind I saw so much I broke my mind I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in Yes, as I left the road, it blew out my mind Eight miles out of Memphis and I got no spare Eight miles straight up downtown somewhere I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in I said I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in Yeah, yeah, yeah!
2: Welcome back, I'm delighted to be joined on the line today by Louise Fitzpatrick, Manager of the Lockheed Forest and Activity Park in Boyle County, Roscommon. Louise, you have a lot of activities that take place on the Lockheed Forest Park and Activity Centre. Surely, um, in the environment that we operate at the minute, things like insurance must be a big challenge for you.
0: Absolutely, and you know what? It it was. I've often said it to people. The insurance was a pandemic in itself before a lot of people fully understood the meaning of the word pandemic, um, because it it really has been affecting the industry for years. Like you know, and it's it's probably come to the fore last year and this year. But it's um, we've been affected by it for uh, you know a lot longer. Um, than that um it's just there's it just rises and rises every year through no fault of your own <laughs> you yeah. know and nothing that you're doing we yeah. we run such a thankfully a safe operation um because we're about fun and we're about activities and we want people to enjoy themselves when we're here we certainly are not in the in the game of somebody coming in and you know falling or hurting themselves mm-hmm. so that's not the business we're in yeah. so um it, it it kills us every year um And I think the the killing, the the big factor is that you don't know what it's going to be. So you you do your budgets every year and you know know what your payroll is somewhat going to be. You know what your rates are going to be, your heating, all of that within reason. Um, But that's one entity that you can't plan for. And it's very, very, very hard to operate any form of a commercial business when you have no idea what you're you're going to be faced with um, the year after. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, it's, it's been the... It's killed off so many small enterprises um, and I I know so many people who've got out of the industry um, because purely alone because of the insurance.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, Do you see any light at the end of the tunnel in terms of insurance reform or that?
0: Um, I suppose I'm the eternal optimist. I'm always (laughs) glass half full because I have to be. Um, And uh, but it's it's I'm hoping you know and I mean we're always. I'm always. Any chance I get, I'm advocating for it. Any chance I get to meet any politician on any um, level, it, it's mentioned, and we're always trying to talk about it. I've tried to get on. You know, any time I get a chance like this, maybe talking um, out in the media about it because it's it's killing. It's going to it's going to kill off what what Ireland is known for from. Um, You know, and what we're trying to build up, especially in this part of the country, in Ireland's hidden heartlands, it's all about off the beaten track and activities and out in nature. But the the, the insurance is going to kill off like bike hire businesses, rowing boats, kayak operators um you know um the segway business even that we had in the park here um suffered because of it as well it's it's it and it kills me it, it kills me because so many activities we want to do here we we can't put them on because of the fear um of if there you know if if somebody will take a claim everything we think about now is will could somebody claim there could there be an issue and it's um it it's 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 a wrong way you know we everything we do is very safe but it's a wrong way no i don't think we should be operating under that fear because it takes away um it takes away ideas and it takes away businesses and and it's it's very very unfair and it's really down to it's it's down to a lot of things but again obviously there's no competition um for it in at the moment and it's it's the whole legal framework that has to be has to be changed and i'm just hoping it doesn't be left to a point that there's no activities left in the country when they decide to do something about it because then it's too late. And people have been burned, they're getting burned, and they're not going to go back there again. You know, what? It's, it's the rising cost of business alone, never mind the insurance on top of it. So um, we're all, I suppose, in it advocating for it. So it is being looked at at the moment, which is the first positive step um that i've seen um over the last few years but um reform is needed now not tomorrow it's needed today
2: <laughs> louise Key forest park uh, have you undertaken any wildlife initiatives to preserve the landscape and habitats of Key forest parks resident creatures
0: yeah, um, well, it's something. It's something that, again, personally to myself, would be very important, and it, it's something that I would, as as a manager here, uh, take on and and think about it all the time. Um, that we we've always been very careful um, about what activities we would put in, you know, and that it has to, you know, as I, I think I mentioned already, work with the environment, not against it. So we're always looking at areas. There's a lot of parts of parts of the park that are completely manicured, you know, and that's the way we want them and we want the grass looking really pretty in this side of the park for people to have their picnics. Yeah. But then we look at other areas like on our avenues or maybe around our car parks, um, the Great Lawn for example, that we have let elements of that go back to nature. Um and, and it's and it's purely from the perspective of protecting the flora and fauna of the park, you know, we have um, red squirrels, which are nearly becoming extinct, still in Lockheed. Um, the, you know, we have, like the deers, our, our precious ducks here. So, you know, and the swans, we want all of those to have a safe environment as well. And there is such an attraction in the park as well. It's not just about, um, you know, the pay-for-use activities. That's what people want to come and see and do as well. So it's, it's very important to us uh, that we do that. Like I would kind of take it that we're the current custodians of the park. We've been lucky, you know, to have been given this beautiful park to manage now and mind. And the way I manage it is by trying to mind it to the best of our ability now within the constraints that we would have. Um, You know, so an undertaking that we have taken on over the last few years is... Um, probably everybody noticed that the, our winters, our storms have increased over the last few years. We won't get into um, climate change or global warming <laughs> or we'll need another few programs to talk about that. But, yeah. um, but, you know, we have a lot of trees that have reached a certain age, too, that have, have you know, fall down in some of these windstorms. So every tree that we notice or see comes down and we have to remove, we plant another um, and we've tried to plant some of the, you know, the native trees back. Like, we have a beautiful Scots pine that you can really see from our canopy walk, and you know what, you would walk under that 10 times and not notice it, but up in our tree canopy walk, you're so close to the top of the tree, it's stunning. So um, we, we've we started, we've, we've planted some more of those recently just up above our great lawn. Uh, we won't see them in our lifetime, but it's lovely to know that somebody... Way down the line is going to appreciate that Scott's pine yeah. and and be thankful and grateful that somebody planted it yeah so that that's an undertaking that we're and we're going to hopefully push that out um, now we're getting back into more normal times again and um, push it out so it is something that we do think about quite a lot.
2: Louise, can you tell us about some of the wildlife that uh, people might see when they're visiting Lockheed?
0: Uh, Yeah, we have our... Well, again, the first, I think, and foremost thing that people see when they come into the car park is our ducks and our swans. Mm -hmm. And we had a lovely little story there at the start of this year where one of our, our ducks decided um, it was uh, going to nest for its little ducklings on one of the plant pots on one of the busiest paths coming into the park. <laughs> <laughs> <But> <laughs> when our little duck decided to do this, um, the park, we were still in lockdown and the park was really quiet, you know, but um, obviously, June, we opened back up again, and um, it was definitely one of the busiest thoroughfares that this was happening. But we went out of our way to mind it, and it became, it was actually one of uh, the biggest attractions <laughs> of the summer. And thankfully, I can report that the ducklings all made it down to the lake, which is lovely to Brilliant. see. Um so we also still have deer um, and you know at, at these mo- uh, darker mornings and evening times um they're gorgeous to see around the back roads in and out of the of the estate coming in and um, we have the red squirrel which again is nearly becoming extinct but we still have the red squirrel in the park here so we're delighted about that and we often see it again early in the morning even around um, as we joke sometimes here can be often doing a little risk assessment around our, our playground <laughs> 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 before things start off again um, so um, beautiful birds and you know we have our resident robins here um, all uh, you know they're all times of the year they're around um, around the park so um, and again all our trees got pines. we have the beautiful cedar grove Beautiful sycamore trees. Um, so, like, there's there's lots, lots, lots that we could. We years ago too. We had a biodiversity event take place at Lockheed, so um, it was lovely to see what they were finding. And we've mm-hmm. bats still in our tunnels, and we monitor those through our tree canopy walk. So um, it's something that we're 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 always um, always watching for. And again, the the natural. Um, you know flowers like the dandelions and the bluebells of course we're we're famous for our bluebells around april time um you know and the daisies and clovers buttercups all those natural wildflowers are in abundance still in the park which is lovely to see
2: so there's a lot for people to see around the park
0: i I believe too
2: that there's a lot that people can do that don't that doesn't cost anything to take part can you tell us about some of those things
0: Yeah, actually, it's something that's very important to us as well, because we're very conscious that um, obviously we we are a commercial entity and we we have to pay our bills and wages at the end of the day. So we we have to look after that side of the business. But we're very, very much conscious of we reinvest all of the time into the park and that's what the company is about and that's what's made it sustainable. But it's so important that we um, create some free activities um, for people to enjoy as well um because everybody's situation is different so we have beautiful as i um trails all free walking trails um all around the park there is um a cycle way again you can bring in your own bike you know no cost to anybody you can walk it or cycle it uh, right into the town of boyle we have put in orienteering trails we will provide you with maps here you can download them from the website um, we have a wheelo um it's a multi-user um trail that was developed uh, probably in 2015 Free trail, again, you can download the maps, no cost. Um, and it's a really, really fun activity to do, um, to do in the park. So um, then we have often put on different, you know, free events, like even over our Halloween period, nothing. It's not that everything costs money. There's um, free elements always thrown into to what we do. So yeah. um, it's something that is very, very important uh, to us as well because it does bring in that inclusive edge um, to what we operate and do as well.
2: Yeah. So there's there's a variety of things that people can do and it can go from a couple of hours up to a full day at or, or even overnight spent in the camping Okay, next up we're going to play Louise's second choice of track for today What have you got for us, Louise?
0: Okay, my second song today is one of my said very first band crushes if we want to call it that <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's one of the first concerts, live concerts I went to years ago in the RDS, and it's Aha, Norwegian band, and I think this is a beautiful song, love it, um, and it's called Stay on These Roads. That's
2: great. That's coming up next. Welcome back. I'm joined on the line today by Louise Fitzpatrick, manager of Lock Key Forest Park, an activity centre in Boyle County, Roscommon. Louise, how has Lock Key Forest Park helped in the local economy of Boyle and the surrounding areas? There must be a big ripple effect from bringing so many tourists in
0: uh yeah, there oh no there is there and and again it's 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 really important um that it does have that effect and um again it, it's something that we have seen develop over the years um like we would have when we started out first like back in two thousand and seven i think we had about maybe ten staff um you know and then we went up say pre covid 2019 we would have had 65 staff um working um just within ourselves and then if, if you include the other operators it would have been about the hundred um you know so into in a town of boyle where you know employment they have struggled with employment it's it's very important um to see all of those that most of those staff from the immediate surrounding community so um and again it's jobs as i do say i like to when Bring staff in. I like to hold on to them. Um, you know, when we get them trained up and they're with us, could be with us for four to five years. You know, which is uh, which is great to see on a seasonal basis. Um, whereas we would have, you know, maybe twelve full-time staff um, all year round. Um, and then, obviously, then that I suppose spills over to them spending in the local community, the local shops, pubs, restaurants, and um, then when you move into the other side of it, then. You know, from from our own operation, we always try to buy local. You know, if something needs to be fixed, we try to go local. Um, produce in our cafe, local, all of that. Um, so we always try to keep that as locally based as we can. Then, you know, you have um, other enterprises that we have brought into the park over the years. You know, we've, you know, enterprising people, I suppose, that wanted to set up their own businesses. We've enabled that by... Um, operating licences in the park to um, develop the facilities as well as as offer future employment to those people. Um, then you know it has a catalyst effect to accommodation in the area um, that has created jobs over the years. Since I've been here, I've seen multiple um, Airbnb's, self catering houses um, opening and and developing over the years. So and that's since off the back of. Lucky and the success of the park, and the number of visitors that we're actually um, that we're actually bringing in over the years. So it's it's a really positive effect. Um, I mean, we've gone from I remember our first year, 2007. I think we had about 35,000 visitors, and um, like up in 2019, we had up on 200,000 over the year into the park. So it's um, it's a phenomenal jump, and it's something obviously we were delighted with and great to see.
3: Yeah,
2: Louise. Lucky Forest Park has been listed on Quilch's top five forests for outdoor activities this summer. That that's an amazing achievement. Uh, how do you feel about it? Uh,
0: yeah, no, it's we're delighted, and we were on another website for you know one of the best parks to visit in the country, or it was um, your bucket list, um, you know, and we were number one of that uh, of any park in the country. Um and uh, which was great to see and we, we always remember back to actually just as COVID happened in March, February, March twenty twenty, we actually made it up to Crook Park and where we where we won Best Public Park. Um so and that was the last big event I was at anyway. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the next one. So no, it's it it we it's brilliant, like it just, it's just so positive to um get those accolades and awards and it's it's brilliant for the staff, it's such a motivator, um, it's such a boost for them and for us all that, you know, we, we, we achieve these as we go and it just, again, it just really creates um, um, positivity and I suppose on, as you know, we're not operated as such by Quilche. so, you know, it, it's nice to be um, commended by them as, you know, as, as a park that's not fully operated by them to, to make it into that level, so... Um, so it's, it's lovely to see and lovely to get.
2: Yeah. Louise, um, finances are always a, a constrictor to growth and trying to yeah. do, develop the business further and all that. There. But if it wasn't, what's your vision for the business going forward, for the experience?
0: Um, yeah, look, gosh, lots. <laughs> Again, <laughs> that would definitely take another show, <laughs> well anyway we'll we'll break it down very quickly is um i mean we would love to see um we want to definitely reimagine and redevelop our visitor center you know to make it more visitor friendly um and 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 extend it out we're really trying to bring ourselves more into the onto the digital platform and the digital age um and um you know to we're you know looking at different elements of like even you know virtual platforms. Um, we definitely want to bring in more activities that are going to be year-round based um, and completely develop and keep us uh, totally viable as a year-round operation. Mm -hmm. We're looking at quirky accommodation um, in in the park. What we do when we're doing something, we like to do it different if we can. And if money wasn't an object, we could go all out on that one, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) The the imagination certainly um, would allow us to go there. So if the money isn't going to stop us. (laughs) um, And, you know, our stable block is another one thing... Um, I suppose we're all very uh, proud of and delighted here that we've we've saved some of the old historical structures, like the church um, that we've managed to stabilize that. and they, my next project in my mind is our the stable block. I would really, really, really love um, to see that you know being brought back to life again. we've We've made it structurally sound and safe over the yeah. years. Um, you know through very little funding obviously being put towards that but um, it's a phenomenally beautiful building so that's to be incorporated definitely into the next phase um, of the park and to see it zoned out into different areas develop our water activities more um, you know we have all the cycling trails now to create more indoor outdoor spaces um and again, to absolutely enable people to enjoy it in their own bubble. If you arrive to the park as a couple, you can enjoy it as a couple. If you want to come as a family, you can enjoy it as a family. Um, and that's really where we want to, to see it going. Mm-hmm. And um, and and the potential is there, and the the will from ourselves is certainly there. <laughs> so we're we've no intention of stopping now. <laughs> that's
2: brilliant. That's great to hear. Uh, there. And I love, I I have visited uh, Lockheed Forest Park many a time with my, my wife and my children over the years. Uh, there. And I love the boat experience. I love the guided boat experience. I love looking at McDermott Castle in the middle of uh, the lucky yeah, stunning. Uh, it is absolutely stunning i i've always uh kind of wanted to go onto the the ground itself of that there castle and have uh, the kind of wander around and just see the thing and all that there and uh, hopefully in time there might be something done uh to make that accessible that uh
0: yeah um at, at the moment it's actually it's, it's privately owned oh Yes, yes, yes. So that that's kind of um the constraint I suppose around that at the moment. Um but it, it, but again we're we're um you know, we're we're always open to what, what we can do, you know, in collaboration with um with the owners of that as well because it is absolutely it's such an iconic mm-hmm. structure and you know, to think of it originally as the chieftains' home and the McDermott clan that lived out in, you know, eleventh, twelfth century and it was known, I don't know if you're aware of this, as like a um, a party island, put one for a better word. They were known for their hospitality. <laughs> and there was many a party over on that, uh, you know, where um, rules and the annals were signed. Um, and obviously, year, or years ago then, the island was struck by lightning where the building actually did crumble. But the King Harman family, as they could see it from there, sitting room window um i um they could they could look out at that and they rebuilt it as a folly to make it look like it was when the you know the McDermott clan lived lived out on it which um is when we're again we're so grateful that they did that you know so it's like everything we do now we want to leave a, a positive mark um on the park but it's so ho- we're hopeful for the future of that um you know and how we, we can link that back into you know to, to another attraction activity um, in the park because I agree with you it, it's absolutely mm-hmm. stunning stunning and when you see the fog rising up over the castle on those winter mornings I said you just you couldn't get a nicer a nicer view you know yeah. it's a really absolutely beautiful
2: Louise a lot of tourist attractions have done 3d uh, online tour platforms is it something that you have ever, have ever considered
0: uh, yeah no definitely and we're we're definitely trying to like we've just actually embarked on a new um a new um initiative would fall to Ireland like digital that delivers we're, so we 're part of that program um to to look at at all of that now one of the challenges I suppose we have had with anything from a digital perspective is the lack of broadband <laughs> <laughs> i know we 're not alone on that, yeah. but um, and it is getting better thankfully but um we 're not connected you know to uh, to the the, the national um, uh, the National Broadband Plan at the moment, that's coming down the track. So that is something that has um, held us back on that because of the lack of, you know, phone sig- basic phone signal, I suppose. And that's, yeah. I thought, part of the beauty of the park, which is what we tried to say, you do escape, but it's a challenge from a business perspective. Um, you know, to, to bring it up to the next level. But we have um, worked over the years to connect ourselves, you know, through the tower and different signals back into the building to actually get broadband. <laughs> um, but it, it's something that we're working on. And absolutely, we, we those are things we're going to have to um, um, get improved upon because um, certainly within COVID times, that's what a lot of people started doing was online uh, online tours. Um, so it's it's something we're definitely looking at to the future.
2: Louise, for people that would like to find out more about Key Forest Park and Adventure Centre, how can they find out uh, more news?
0: Um, everywhere. <laughs> Our main um, one is obviously our website, lockkey.ie. Um, and again, we're going through an enhancement program at that at the moment, which I'm really looking forward to having a revamped website next year. Um, we have our Facebook page. It's Lockkey Forest and Activity Park. Uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Lockkey Forest P. Um, so you can you can find us um, on all of those, you know, on, on Google again, Google Reviews, all of those um, platforms um, we're on. Um, and again, I mean, people love to ring us up and talk to us as well. So our phone lines are always open. Um, email, Facebook, Messenger, um, all of those platforms where you can, you can find out more on. Okay. And certainly contact us on.
2: Okay, that's great. That's all we have time for on the show today, unfortunately. I'd like to thank my guest, Louise Fitzpatrick, Manager of Lochie Forest Park and Activity Centre in Boyle, County Rosscommon, for joining me on the show and taking part. I'd like to thank Margaret McHugh for helping me produce this show and Louis Fargo, our researcher. Join me next Thursday from 5pm to 6pm for more of the business show. Our last pick of music for the day by Louise is...
0: And my last one, again, very difficult to um, narrow anything down to three songs, but I think this is, again, beautiful song. Um, an absolutely fabulous Irish band. Um, Hot House Flowers, fabulous musicians, songwriters, brilliant live performers and artists. And I think this song probably sums up what a lot of people have been through um, over the last um, while. And it's just about, you know, uh, what we've gone through and getting back up again. And um, and I just think it, the lyrics of this are, are absolutely gorgeous. And, and it's, 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 it's one of my favourite songs. And it's called An Emotional Time.
2: That's great. That's coming up next. Thanks, Louise.
0: Thank you, Jim we
2: Jim McCausland here, presenter of the Business Hour Show on Ross FM. Just dropping by to let you know the Business Hour Show airs every Thursday from 5pm to 6pm on Ross FM 94.6. To listen in, visit rossfm.ie forward slash live or download my weekly podcast from anchor.fm forward slash the Business Hour Show. Text your questions and comments to 083. or info at rossfm.ie The Business Hour Show supporting local and international business through local radio.